hello everyone. Welcome to Chocolate Covered Thoughts. We are so happy to have our first guest for our first episode. Um, and I would like you all to please welcome Mr. Maurice Leor from the Compass Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. I'm glad to be here. Thank you. Thank you for being here. I'm so excited and just overwhelmed with the opportunity to be on the other side. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's, it's a different feel, but um, I, I'm excited. So today, everyone, we, um, we're going to talk about something, and I will be completely transparent. Mr. Maurice has no clue uh, what today's topic no. is. <laughs> You hear that? He said, oh. she, she's doing me wrong, y'all. Like, cause I give her outlines, he I does. give her he lead time. We do a pre-call, so she's she's being really mean to me today. <laughs> so it's cool. All of that, <laughs> and so the reason for that, everyone, is because I really wanted to um, be authentic, and I didn't mm-hmm. want anything to be scripted. Um, I wanted like just a pure uh, conversation from the heart. And so for the month of February, uh, I'm going to call this Love Month. Um, And so that's what we're going to talk about today. So I have some questions Mm. for you. And these questions are going to come from the male perspective. Um, I do not want you all to think that this, that Maurice is speaking for all of the men in the world, because he's not, obviously. It's just that he has become a friend and I would like to have the opportunity to pick the mind of a of a man um, okay. and talk about love. So let's get into it. You ready? Let's go. Okay. So the first time you recognized love outside of your mother, do you remember when that was? <clears throat> wow. Excuse me. Um, well, I love how you phrase that because that is your first love, especially as a male child. The first time I've, I, I knew what love was, you know, I think I had puppy love for different people when I was growing up in crushes. But when I first felt it and seen what it looked like, because my mom and dad, it was a tumultuous, say the least just to keep it light. It was a tumultuous relationship. And the first time I did see love was watching Love Jones. Like watching the movie Love Jones, I was a brokenhearted person. I think I was 17, had a puppy love, me and a girl. We used to dress alike in high school, et cetera, et cetera. And she dumped me because I was a virgin. I didn't want to have sex. I wanted to wait to marriage. She already bust her cherry and she wanted to still have sex. And, you know, she didn't say it like that, but that's, I knew that's what it was. And I was hurt and I didn't know how to take it. You know, at the time, my brother and mother was very worried about me because all I did was stay in my room and I watched movies. And within the, the, this was when Blockbuster was big and popular. Within my little collection of movies that I rented, Love Jones was in the shuffle. And I watched it day after day after day, only because I saw love in it. I saw love, what it looked like. You know, the only other 
instance that I did see love is between Claire and Heathcliff Huxtable. Okay. Or, yeah. You know, so that's that was my introduction to love. And and Martin and Gina. It, that, was, that was another type, yeah. Okay. And but it was on the TV, yeah. Okay. And so to kind of piggyback on that, did you initially expect that that woman or any woman um, was to love you like your mother did? Um, yes and no. You know, I know my, my mother's love was maternal and it was, you know, of a different ilk, if you will, because, you know, it's kind of like a, 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 a father's love to his daughter. You know what I mean? Like, I've been with women... I've been with, with with different type of women where they, the father was nowhere around, okay. and I saw how they seen love, and I seen how the women, you know, the father was very, very present and in love with the daughter, and they were so around, and how they viewed me and how I should love them, and the difference between those two is the woman who didn't have a father, or they wasn't around, or they were no good. I was kind of like a blank canvas in terms of whatever I showed them as long as it was it felt good not not good for them but it felt good it was enough versus the woman who had a father in their life and showed them love if it's not of this then it's not good enough and and I, I even pushed back with one of the person the persons who had that situation and I told her for you know flat out like your father is not trying to fuck you. You know what I mean? Like, I, 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 I was just being honest. I was just being blunt, you know, but just being real. Like, it's a different kind of love. And it's like, I can never give you that because I want to have kids or, you know, like, I'm a dude. Like, that's, that's kind of our thing. You know what I mean? So, so it's, 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 it's a different type of type of relationship type of love you know what I mean where you know this male is not trying to get anything in return he's just happy you know and I feel it with my daughter it's like like I'm just so happy she's alive right. in my life right. I don't want anything from her I only want to give okay. because by her existing she gives okay. you know what I mean okay. okay. And, and so a guy and so a guy with a woman in that in that realm you know, yeah, it's it's great that you exist, and we love that. But it's like, I still have expectations. Okay. <laughs> you know. Okay. So, um, I feel very vulnerable right now. I'm just gonna put that on the record. Great, I love it. I love it. It's love month, I, and I think that um, many many women um, would love to have conversations um, and may not know how or exactly um, what to say so we thank you I thank you for sharing and and just kind of being in this vulnerable space I know many men would not do it so I appreciate you for it um, truly Um, I'm gonna kick you when I see you though I know I know And so that's gonna, that's gonna lead me to another question. Oh my God! Yes, it's, um, yeah, this is what it is. And so, as a man, 
do you subscribe to um like the traditional roles in a relationship like or do you think a such thing truly exists any longer or was it ever really in existence was it ever necessary you caught me at the best time you hear me you really did you really did because i told you i was ready i had a lot to say and some things happened today between me and my wife and the, the the reason why i love her is because she she loves the artist and the poet in me so she allows me to speak and we can talk about it later we can fight about it later but she always told me speak your mind that's it i ain't going nowhere so speak it if you felt it speak it we'll deal with it later so that's why i'm at a liberty to speak um i'm just going to paint a picture right here today i went to work and you know how you go to work and you have your pile of stuff that you take your wallet your keys whatever you need to have in your pockets your cell phone whatever to get there and you just got your you know your, your toolkit whatever and so i left my wallet okay now my wife is forgetful i'm forgetful to a degree okay so that's why i don't be too hard on it because we were from the same cloth but a different degree so um i asked her while i was at work hey babe you know you know i didn't bring lunch i know i'm gonna have to buy it thank god it's a bank you know in my building that i subscribed to that i just put a little slush run in so you know i had money for food so that was cool but i didn't have my wallet and i wanted to make sure i didn't have to cancel my cards so i asked her hey can you look around the house to see where it is now whenever i ask my wife to to look for anything i know she's not going to find it because she does the least to look for you know what i'm saying so she's not thorough so i'm like okay cool so she was just like she hit me up hey i, I looked here i looked there looked in the car looked in the nook looking at you know whatever looked in the tv room uh you should cancel your cards but i didn't mm -hmm. because i know her i love her but i know her so i was like okay cool and I didn't say anything about it. And I came home. And today I was extra quiet. Usually we'll talk, how's your day? Boom, boom, boom. But on my mind was, I know it's there somewhere. So I get in. And I look through. She said she looked through my old, my suits that I wore Monday when the last time I had it. And so I looked through it. And the only reason I looked through it and I fiddled my hands through it. And I didn't feel it. But the only way I did see it is because I had my headlamp on. Like. You know, from Peace Corps, we had headlamps because there's no street light, so it's just a habit. So whenever I'm looking, I put the headlamp around my head to look for things because you have a different vantage point. And the only way I seen it in my pants pocket of my, my suit I wore Monday is because I had the light on. Mm -hmm. And I told her, listen, baby, I'm not mad at you, and I love you, but I don't trust you to a degree, and the degree is you're not going to go in thoroughly to find things you see what i'm saying and i and i and i said it in a way listen i want to say it because listen she just just she cooked ribs tonight they were a um, finger looking good you hear me like she's on her shit you know what i'm saying so i wanted to, to put it present it to her in a way where i'm not chastised i'm not gonna lecture you i'm not gonna say i'm disappointed i'm not gonna say you didn't meet my expectations i'm just saying you said you looked in my pants and I looked in my pants and I found them. 
You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I just wanted her to understand, like, I, I mean, it, it, maybe it's something we can fix, maybe it's something we can't, but I just want you to know I can't trust you in that way because you're not as thorough. And I said that, and I, and I, and I was trying, like, I said it with love, and she understood it. You know, so what I, so to answer your question, because that literally just happened today, and I'm being very vulnerable and transparent just because I literally have genuine, genuine love for you, and I'm so happy that this is like the first, second, whatever episode of your podcast, and I wanted to hit hard. And what I want to say is, I don't really, I, I was, I grew up in traditional roles. I respect it, but I'm not totally subscribed to it because I wash clothes. I do whatever I can do, I will. So, but I know my wife, she, she's not going to go outside. So she's not doing any type of yard work. Uh, she's not taking out the trash. So she's not touching that. You know what I mean? Like, so I get it. And so, but, but I also know that she's never been in a scenario in a relationship like this to where the guy did those things right. because she was a single mother so it's kind of like we're in this learning phase and today it was a learning phase and i and i even told her i'm like listen i would like to know that if i called you and say hey i don't i don't have my wallet on me can you look for it you would take you would flip those pockets of those pants inside out to make sure because it literally was there you know and and so i really felt like we were great it was a teaching moment i had to cast so we didn't really go into it much but um i don't traditionally I, I, i'm not fixed in it however i do like roles that are defined they don't have to be traditional but if you don't make the bed say that so I make the bed. If you don't wash dishes, say that. We'll get a dishwasher. Just say it. Right. Just say it so because to a degree, and it's something else. I don't expect you. To, I, I, I'm not coming home expecting dinner to be ready when you don't cook. Say that, and then put in the money so we can go out because it's expensive. Right. You feel what I'm saying? Like, or or if I if I got to cover that, cool. But but give me the like. I, me and my wife, we love watching Divorce Court. Mm -hmm. And Judge Lynn Toler, she says, she she's she's so upfront. This is this is a powerful black woman, very independent. However, she's married with six kids, and a couple of them ain't even hers. Okay. But she's very independent, and she says as she assesses the divorce and this and that, oh, you're not working? Are you a woman? Okay, so when he comes home, do you have food cooked? She says that to her, because if you're not working, you have an obligation to feed that man when he comes home because he is working. It's not on no traditional, a woman should do whatever, no. Because if it was the shoes on the other foot, no, homie, you need to make sure food is ready because you're not working. And, you know, let me just That's let me it. interject there because, you know, right although Maurice is speaking and he's speaking from the male perspective, um, many of you do know, but there are um, plenty of listeners who don't know that I am a lesbian woman. 
And I just want to um, speak to you for just a brief moment. Um, Gender, uh, it doesn't necessarily matter when we're speaking of roles and uh, things and such like that. And I say that because I was um, in that position not too long ago um, with my wife where uh, at the time we were dating and um, I got injured and I lost my job. And so my wife took in everything. Um, And so, although, yes, I was in pain, and although, yes, I was hurting, and from a physical pain as well as a mental and emotional pain, I was not comfortable with just riding it out. Like, okay, I'm hurt, I'm just going to chill, put my feet up, this woman is going to go to work. She's going to buy the groceries, bring the groceries in the house, and then I'm going to expect her to also cook, clean, etc. No, ma'am. No, sir. It does not work like that. Everything costs, and you should not be okay with doing nothing. And so my mindset was, okay, I'm hurting, but I have pain medication. You know, so I'm going to make sure that I cook. I'm going to make sure that, you know, if we're not going to the grocery store together and it's, that's a choice, then I'm going because you're at work. And then I, it's not going to be a thing of this is what you need to do because I needed to contribute in some type of way. And so I just wanted to speak to that, that that's not just a man thing. Um, anyone that is in a relationship, anyone that loves the person that they're with should feel obligated um, or should feel um, appreciative enough to want to come together and say, hey, I cannot do this right now, but this is what I can do. And I I just wanted to to clear that up and um, I'll toss it back to you. I like that, and I and I appreciate you being. You know, I talk. I talk. I you know, I talk to uh, different people who listen to the compass, and I always harp about you because there's a there's a very nasty misconception with lesbian women, and you're also a, a black feminist. You know what I mean? Like in in there. I mean, are you? Let me, let me not put words in your mouth. <laughs> you know, I've been told. Um, I've been told that. And I don't I don't deny it. Um, and it, okay. and it, it, it okay. is what it is. Okay. But, 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 but my point was, you are the best part of both of those. Thank you. Because you're... Usually, when you come across these people with these labels or with these flags, they're hard to talk to because they're so fixated on their position, their views, and it's so ingrained in who they are. And But you're so relatable. You're so open to discussion. You're so open to, I mean, on the conference, I know I've said.
some ridiculous things and ask you some dumb questions. It's just like, okay, Maurice, what do you, what do you come on? Like, is that literally, but you never make me feel bad. And so with what you just said, I mean, I'm not surprised. And I'll, I'll add on to it. It is not a gender thing. It's a masculine, feminine energy thing. And in different situations, different relationships, I was with women, but I had more feminine because they were more masculine. I got to be real. I was, I mean, part of me felt I wanted the dominant woman because my mother was a, an abused woman. So she was so submissive. So I wanted to see what a strong woman was like. And I loved it. I didn't have to do much of anything. And in certain scenarios, I liked the dominatrix part about it. Okay. Now, it didn't last because eventually the Leo, the leader in me, you know, you know, I can be beta for a while, but, you know, my nature is alpha. So it, co it, it didn't it didn't gel, you know what I mean? Because they just couldn't relinquish that. And it is what it is. But I did try it, and I did respect it, and understood that that energy. But I I I, I looked at it not from a gender based standpoint, because me and my boy, you know, another podcaster on the Compass Q, me and him, he had the funniest debate with me one day. We were just you know chilling, smoking, and talking, and he was just like, "Man, do you know Lisa Leslie can kick uh, 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 Layla? No, Layla Ali." I'm sorry, I'm 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 stuck on what's going on, and, yeah, and you know, and the, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, it's all in my, it's it's crazy how these stories get in your head, and yeah. it's like, yeah. you know, uh -huh. um, and but but he was just like, you know how Layla, he was just like Layla Ali could whoop our asses. He was just like, it, you know, she's a woman, but she's a trained boxer, and she's Muhammad Ali's daughter. Like she would murder us. She would beat the fuck out. <laughs> I mean, and we just went on for hours like, yeah, you're right. Like she would like she would box us to death, like for real. Like I would if Layla Ali was coming for me, I would literally run. <laughs> Though she's a woman, she would fuck me up. Like I'm not a I'm not even in shape. <laughs> so, you know, it's one of those things where it's like it's like it's not about gender that i'm just trying to reiterate my point it's not about gender it's about the masculine and feminine feminine energy you possessed in your spirit and how you maneuver in life with that right so you know i heard you say you know you you and your wife you like divorce court and things like yeah things like that so um everyone maurice has been previously married and yeah. Can you speak to, I know this would be like a question that um, many people would um, like to just get a little insight on. Can you speak to uh, finding love again after a divorce and what did it take for you to decide to try again? I mean, because like so many women assume so many things after hearing a man has gone through that type of I call it a loss um, and even, right. even if you know you initiated or was in agreement of it it's still a loss of that relationship so can you speak to finding love again after um, going through uh, a divorce you're a natural I'm going to tell you right now because 
you're right. It was a loss. Like, I miss her still. I'm married, happily married, moved on, trust me. But she was my friend. You know what I'm saying? And I missed my friend. I don't miss my wife. I don't miss my lover or whatever. You know, because we never really clicked on a physical level. Let's be, I'm, I'm just being transparent. Right. And so that's a part of why it broke down. And, um, you know, in hindsight, I, I really go back to something one of my mentors told me. Anything you do for the first time, you have to understand if you don't fuck up, it's a miracle. If you don't fuck up, it's a natural. So don't be so hard on yourself. And, and because... She literally was the ideal woman at that time. She was the one I dreamed about. I wanted to find my wife in Peace Corps. I did. And, 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 and you know, even Mo, he was just like, Mo, if you wasn't look, if he was just like, if, if you know, I'm not going to say her name, but if she wasn't the only black woman in Peace Corps at that time, and it was another or two, three, five other black chicks in there, with like a fatter ass or whatever. Would you be talking about her right now? Probably not. Like you made her into what you wanted her to be. And she was looking for love as well. And and so, you know, it, it speaks to those people who find love young because you hear a lot of people who outgrow each other. You know what I'm saying? Like in these small towns and this and that, it just seems so small. And then they move to a bigger city and then they see other opportunities or other ways of life. And, and this, or, or this dude was the, the most popular guy in high school and now he's a bump. Like vantage points change, you know? And so I think that's what happened. And it wasn't anything on her part or my part. And what helped me get past it was my therapist at the time. And he told me, before you leave her, because this wasn't the first time we were engaged before we took a two year break and we got back together just because I felt like it was unfinished business. And so he was just like, I see a pattern. I don't want you to go back. So he was just like, before you leave this time, you need to ask yourself, is she withholding the love that you need? Or does she even have the capacity to give that? And after I answered that question, I understood how she was raised, her culture. She was Haitian American, first generation. You know, what she'd been through. You know what I'm saying? Who she become. I realized that she wasn't able to give that. And also, I mean, I, like I said, I, I think I've, I've seen what I wanted to see versus what was there. Because I, t I told my, one, you know, my, my mom, you know, when I finally made the decision to go with the divorce, I was like, we look happier on the pictures that are on the wall than we are in the home. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure that's the story of so many people. But, but a lot of people, especially different generations, they stay just because. Just because. Because the kids. Just because. They stay because of the what you know. They it's so many just because, and I was even pressed for kids. I wanted kids, and she had the fortitude 
Like, like she was a smart woman. She's smart as a whip. And she was just like, listen, if you know you're not going to be here, why we, why should we do these to this kid, these kids? And I'm so happy she had that foresight. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, oh, and so, hold on. I don't think I answered your question, though. So, you said what made me get back on the horse. What made me get back on the horse was... <clears throat> I had a woman in Mississippi who literally loved my dirty draws from junior high to high school to college, even after. And she was like five, like she just, we have country roads in Mississippi, but if you're in New York, it's like two blocks. She was, you know, a block, you know, four blocks away from me down the road, like just two miles. That's where she lived. And, and this is my wife. And we had an on and off relationship throughout, but I was I was of the understanding that I wanted to find someone with a broader vision. And my wife never, my wife finally left Mississippi when she came up to DC to move with me. And she was 30, 33. So, but, but it's, it's interesting that people talk about how that whole cliche what you need is right under your nose because it literally was like I understood and it took me to go to Zambia I was in Peace Corps in Zambia that's where I met my first wife and it took me to see it was a man by by the name of Michael Kahela he's actually deceased now he died of AIDS but um he was very smart he was the headmaster which is a principal of the the village school I was teaching fish farming and chess and rich, you know, other stuff, basketball and American football. And, but, but I seen his wife, his wife was illiterate. Well, she didn't know English. He was the headmaster of a, of a, of a school and his wife couldn't speak good English. So, so I was sitting there looking at them, having dinner with them, not understanding how this guy is held in a full blown conversation, but your wife is, and like she was beautiful, she was, but she was like a hood. She was like a hood wife for real. Like everybody respected her in the village. She kind of had this like mob look where she she really didn't smile much. She just kind of mean mugged you. And I'm just like, how are you with her? You would think the, the intellect would be with the intellect, if you will, whatever. And I just peeped at him, and it was almost like a perfect balance. Like he handles that, I handle this. And you could tell it was love between them. You could tell that she was like his best friend. And after the divorce happened and, and this and that, I just started thinking about him, looking at old pictures from Peace Corps, you know, remembering his life, you know, and really appreciate how he took care of me when I was in that country. And I and I thought about who is my Bana Cowboy? That was his wife. Who is my Bana Cowboy? And I was like Ashley, my wife now, hold you down. You know, she can hold a conversation, but like I said, she she couldn't find my wife. You know what I mean? Like, that's her though. Mm-hmm. But when I'm hanging with her, like, she know I'm, she, it's guaranteed things. I'm going to get fucked, I'm going to get fed, and I'm going to laugh. You know what I mean? Like, it's guaranteed. And it's like, for a guy, that's literally all we want. Like, definitely fucking and, and, and feeding, for real. If you can make us laugh, 
that's like a, a, a cherry on top. And so my wife, it's like she's my best friend because we watch Divorce Court, we talk shit about it, we watch 90 Day Fiance, we talk shit, like we just hang out. And so it took me to go through my quote-unquote ideal, what I dreamt about, and then to see in real life what it actually, what actually works. You know what I'm saying? Because my ex-wife was an intellect. And literally having a conversation with her day-to-day was literally like playing chess. And I love chess. But after her, I stopped playing because I was tired of the game. You know what I'm saying? Versus my wife, it's like, you know, it's even if we're playing checkers, she's going to let me win because it's not that important to her. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So tell me this. So currently, um, how important is quality time? It's very important. It's very, like, uh, you know, she told, she she's very supportive of my dream of podcasting, of getting Maurice Leo off the ground, you know, reparations, all that great stuff, but it's, it's gave me boundaries. And she was just like, on the weekends, on holidays, shut it down. No, if, you know what I'm saying? So I respect her boundaries, you know, and 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 it's kind of, you know we don't we don't have to we don't argue because she gives me so much when she does ask for something it's 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 taken very seriously because she don't ask for much yeah that's dope so how comfortable is maurice with being 100 percent vulnerable very like it's like today telling her that and not coming like I, I i'm learning different approach because you know coming from a domestic violent home anger was my first reaction and i think when we first met like i kind of you know portrayed some of that and she literally i mean my wife is a crier like she cries just off i mean it could be a good day and she'll cry and so when we first met and you know we were rekindling trying to learn each other but i was still especially coming off a divorce coming off my brother's death emotionally i was just somewhere else and then taking on the new responsibility of having someone live with me and their child live with me not being around the child like it was just a lot and so in the beginning i definitely could say that i may not have checked my emotions in the right way but she soon let me know, like, listen, you know, if you need to say something and you feel a certain type of way, let's go over here or let's take a walk or let's go outside or what, you know, and then I, I said, okay, cool, I can respect that. Or, you know, or now, like, I know if I come at her at a harsh, like, I talk, literally I talk to my wife and other people might think like, okay, you're being very, you know, demeaning or very, you know, whatever. You're trying to, you're being, I don't even know what the word is. But I know in a certain voice, my wife will hear me. So I'm very loving. I'm like, hey, like today when I said that about the, when I found, especially when I found the wallet, I literally had to take a shot of rum just because it, like, people don't understand. If you grow up in domestic violence, I don't give a fuck if you never hit a woman 
or you never, you know, get mad or whatever, but it's, it's in you because that's how you were raised. And so it takes everything in me to keep my cool. My mom used to tell me to count to 10 and I still do it to this day as a grown man. And so when I found that wallet in that, that pocket, I literally had to count to 10 and I took a shot of rum and I just sat there and she was looking at me. She was looking at me in the kitchen. Like, are you okay? I didn't say nothing because I was still in my rage. Like, seriously, it was in the pocket. Seriously. You know, that's what I was saying in my head. But then I was like, okay, just, you know, I didn't, I didn't engage. And then Nugget woke up. And so I had Nugget in my hand and she, my daughter literally disarms my anger. And so I hadn't seen her all, all day. So she, you know, she got the baby and she, she gave her, gave her to me. And then I had a conversation. I just said, listen, what I'm about to say is with love. What I'm about to say is not a shot at you. And I just told her, you know, and I just went through what I went through. And she understood because she's literally, yeah, I did go through it, but I didn't go through it. And so she even took onus and responsibility. And I was like, I'm not trying to play a game. I And I was like, I even went through it without looking. But because I had my headlamp, I saw it. So I can even attest that I can understand you might not have seen it just because how it was hanging. And, and when you went through it and it's like, it's like a secret pocket, you know, whatever, whatever. And so, like I said, I had to pod, so we didn't really... I'm sure we'll we'll say something more, but but my approach with her is so gentle that it's 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 like I treat her like I treat my daughter. I really do because she's she is that precious, you know. And it's like she she sees it in a way where it's it's, she can't fight with me because once you go rah rah rah, then she ready she's ready to defend. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right, right. And you know, I can, I can agree in the sense of when you recognize that you have um, yes. someone special, you that do. you move differently, you respond, you respond differently. Um, I know almost every relationship that I had ever been in, male and female. At some point, it it became um, like a a ring of yep. word wars, <laughs> and you know, I'm cursing at you, and you're cursing at me, and then it was just like that was, you know, as soon as I'm angry and upset, you know, I'm saying whatever, um, without regard that I'm talking to another human being because my stance was you know either a you cursed at me first so I'm going to curse back or b I was that pissed off that I felt like okay I I don't have another way to better control the anger that I'm feeling so I'm just going to curse and until I started dating my wife and taking into consideration her personality and you know just as you said how precious she is as angry as I can get or um, frustrated I will literally 
take my teeth and bite it into my yes. lips than to curse at her. But that is how, yes. how much I reverence her. Like, I, I, like, I want to do it somewhere, I think in my gut, like, if I'm that frustrated and mad, but the words won't come out. And, 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 and that's the way that it should be. It should have never been that I felt like it was okay to curse yes. at anyone, male or female. Um, and so with that, I'm going to ask you. The well, let me say this. We get it. Me and her get it out during sex. She lets me call her any. And, and, but, but she, but it's also, if I get too crazy, she'll slap the shit out of me, which heightens it. It heightens it for me. Because okay. I'll be like, come here, you little slut, and she'll just smack me. Okay. And I'm like, okay, it's like, if, as long as I can take the smack, because it's like, depending on what I say, it may be hard. If I call her a bitch, she's going to smack me hard. But it's like, as long as you can take it, you can call Listen. me that. So it's, it's great. Listeners. Listeners, listen. I'm just going to say everyone. <laughs> but only, okay? but only in that context. No Anywhere outside, it'll be a problem. Okay, we we hear you. What is the most important aspect of your marriage, and how do you personally work to ensure that it remains consistent? Yes. So I'll say it again. What, what is the most important aspect of your marriage and how do you to ensure okay. that remains consistent? The most important aspect to our marriage is it revolves around three things. Food, sex, and quality time. Now, quality time can be Sometimes we'll slow dance when the quiet storm comes on. You know, we're in the DMV, so we get the quiet storm. Um, it could be watching a movie or her one, or, you know, something that she picks. She likes, you know, watching the 600-pound people, you know, go through weight loss or whatever. And so I'll sit there, even though that's not my cup of tea, sometimes she'll watch Love and Hip Hop and I'll sit in or come in and out of a session and just kind of act like I'm just as mad as she is that, you know, uh, whatever the, chi uh, uh, the, the, the Simmons chick is not feeling Romeo and, you know, I'll, I'll just, I'll, I'll just show her that I'm invested as well. Mm -hmm. Cause she loves tea. She loves gossip. Her sister calls every day. They do tea over the phone. A couple other friends call and she'll, she'll tell me some of that. And then I'll be like, I'll give her, you know, my male input and she appreciates that. So, I make sure she has that, and then she also meets me halfway. She watched some of the stuff I watch. Now I got her hooked on The Office. She didn't like it before because I, I think one of her exes used to watch it, and it was one of those things. And I'm like, okay, let's let's get over that shit because it's a good, you know what I mean? And now she watches it, and now she's like cracking up laughing. So it's like, you know, just just kind of married, and I love anime, and so now she's in the anime. You know, and she's just like, oh, my God, Death Note is like the best thing ever, Full Metal Jacket. Like, she's, you know, she's just a big fan, just like me. So, you know, we, we kind of marry our interests, and then we have common interests. So, 
spending time uh and then you know like i said food you know my my wife is a bbw she's thick and you know where she needs to be but but she loves her food and so you know making sure that you know we both kind of you know if she needs help deciding on what to cook you know i'll give her my input or if she doesn't feel like cooking i'll go pick something up you know stuff like that and you know like i said and then you know we're both we love wine so we go to the vineyards and wine tasting and we have a subscription to total wine so you know it's you know just finding those common interests so as long as i do that you know i literally can get away with murder like sit within her eyes like she you know she even told me like you're an asshole sometimes but you know i can't get enough of you you know what i'm saying so it's like it's like i can be rude you know like i said in certain contexts i can call you what i want you know so it's, it's great it's it's like i can i can be me however you know and she can be her like i said i told her today like i do not think anything less of you you didn't i'm not saying you didn't meet the expectations because i know you're not thorough however if I'm freaking out because I don't know where my wallet is and I, and I don't know if I need to cancel my cards, you know, so it's kind of like finding those things where this is who they are. Like, like, I, let me give you a quick example before we, we conclude. Our bedroom. My wife is messy. And we agreed that, listen, common spaces will, you know, keep clean, kitchen, bathrooms. TV room is like, eh, whatever, we're lounging. Uh, but bedroom is like, listen, just don't put nothing on my side. Her side is a wreck, always, all the time. And I get that some of that is her genius and she knows where everything is. So I tried to clean it up once, but I stopped because she kept asking me where things were. And I just didn't feel like answering those questions. So I'm like, you know what? I'm not touching shit anymore. I thought I was doing her a favor, right? No, no, I'm not touching nothing, okay? Right. So, so understanding that that's okay and letting this person be their imperfect self because that's who they are. Because the scary part of being joined with somebody, married, in a relationship, is losing oneself. And so the more you can let them keep that and still, you know, merge and coexist, et cetera, et cetera, the better. So pick your battles, folks, okay? Pick them. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it more than you know. Maurice, it has been a great time, a great, great episode. I thank you. Um, I thank you for being my first guest. I thank you for giving me the opportunity to be one of your co-hosts on the compass. Um, I thank you for showing me um, a lot of things that I didn't know all the way up until right before um, tonight's episode. So I thank you for that. And I want to close with this. Um, here at Chocolate Covered Thoughts, we will always respect you. We will always be authentic. We're always going to inform and we're always going to love. Thank you. Stay tuned for the next episode. Peace. Peace.